It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. Welcome to Off The Leash on this Tuesday afternoon and we're coming off a really big week highlighted by the Tab Melbourne Cup and Whiskey Wright led most of the way. I think he was headed there for a sec but he kicked back to win the Melbourne Cup for Anthony as a party and the scenes, the footage that I saw recently once again behind the boxes was something else. Angela Langton thought she was home. <laughs> Anthony as a party didn't say a word and then thought that his greyhound kicked back. The Thompsons, you didn't get a a great look at Shona Thompson, but hooked on Scotch, he never really looked like winning, did he? As I say, a very good afternoon to Georgie Ferruja and Molly Haynes. Hello, hello. Good afternoon, Gareth. You're probably right. He took a while to to uh, wind up, didn't he? And then that last 50 metres, he got within half a length of, of winning a Melbourne Cup, um, hooked yep. on Scotch. So, yeah, take nothing away from his run. But I, I have to agree with you, that footage behind the boxes, I hope that's a, a mainstay because yes. um, it's it's awesome. Uh, they were so nervous and then all this relief um, after you crossed the line. It kind of um, brought you back to David Gill's um, My Redeemer win the year before and you can only imagine what he was like. Was there footage of him behind the boxes? I don't know, but I seen him during the heat and he was on his knees. It looked like he was praying yeah. uh, to get My Redeemer through. <laughs> um, so uh, it just means a lot. We, we, we uh, spoke to Anthony. You were really moved by that interview I was, we had. yeah. And I was over the moon to see him win. And after listening um, to Anthony as a party on our show last Thursday and listening to to his passion and his love for the greyhounds and especially Whiskey Wright and then Kylie, his wife, coming on as well. And she was getting emotional talking um, about how much this victory would mean to Anthony and what this greyhound Whiskey Wright means to her family. And it, it, it took me back a little bit because it, I thought to myself, how beautiful is this? These people have a, they've got a, um, an aim in life. They're, they're setting themselves, themselves goals. They do what they they love to do and they might get a chance to reach and, and live their dream on Friday night and to actually see that happen. I think it personally, it's inspiring. It is. It's a race that everyone wants to win, Gareth, as we've spoken about, uh, Molly. I, I think um, the number one thing I would take from it if I was ever lucky enough to win one was that you're on a, a, one of the best honour rolls ever uh, in the world um, yeah. and no one can take that away from you. I think that's pretty special. And especially, just think, imagine if you bred a Melbourne Cup winner. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, I just think it would just be the, the absolute ultimate. And Sandra, um, the co-owner and breeder of Whiskey Right, she was, like, I was interviewing her after the race, and she was shaking, like, yeah. physically. All I wanted to do was just hold her so she wasn't yeah. shaking so much just to help her. But it was so special to be a part of, and I suppose... I kind of feel so lucky that I'm the a minute part of what yeah. was Melbourne Cup night and yeah. being able to share that memory with them and having so much to do with Anthony um, and Kylie and, and Kayla in the lead up to the Melbourne Cup. It was just fantastic. And I, as much as you know, I could have made a case for any other dog to win, I would have been just as happy. It was pretty special to kind of be there with Anthony for yeah, that. Yeah, it was. You you often describe it as reality TV. I think that's that, that was that showcased why it is sort of a reality. A Reality TV, that's for sure. On, and on Friday, how much? How much? So that race is worth four hundred and thirty-five dollars to the winner. Thirty-five thousand yeah, dollars yeah, to yeah, the winner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I should explain that better. Um, so Just Anthony, a tier has, three win. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Anthony has a party. He gets half of that, doesn't he? Yeah. So it's life changing in a way. Yeah. And I love the coverage when I was sitting at home listening to you guys on our carnival channel, and I think that adds a lot to 
the coverage as well of greyhound racing because you get to see a different insight and you get to tell the stories and you can pick up that emotion straight away. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was... Uh, we have to thank the trainers for, for stopping, especially with all their nerves. Um, we spoke to a couple of the owners who were pretty nervous. Darren Puglio's story before the race said he, he couldn't um, he couldn't sit still, Gareth. He had to mow the lawns uh, a couple of times on Friday <laughs> yeah. because he, he just didn't know what to do with himself uh, in the lead-up to the race, having an odds-on favourite. So... Yeah, he was he was great after the race too. He you know he was really proud of his animals. So yeah, look, it's it's a it's a big couple of months coming up too. Absolutely, and look, we have to quickly mention the Melbourne Cup lunch as well. You start on our panel, Gareth. I just thought it was a fantastic. I nearly declared the the, the yeah. result, didn't I? Three way dead heat. Do you know what? You actually almost did. Yeah, yeah. James Vandermar went the eight-way dead heat in his phantom call just to add a bit of suspense. So um, you were actually very close. I didn't think about yeah, that. Yeah, Campini stuffed it up a little bit because I, was, I saw him bursting through the inside. But what happened to him? He just didn't jump. Didn't jump too good and then was trying to drive through. Whiskey Wright cut him off and then so did Flynn and, and that, that was the end to of his day, thing. Yeah. yeah, Campini can be a little bit like that. He's a little bit hit or miss. But, uh, geez, they come from embedding. Uh, they did. Yeah. Mainly because of the what everyone thought that he'd be able to do from the inside. But when you don't have that pace early doors or you miss it slightly against that quality or that type of field, you, you are in a world of pain. And I think it just proved once again that Whiskey Wright, and I think Anthony has a party, he would agree with this after having a chat to him on our show last week um, or yesterday, that Whiskey Wright's not the best greyhound in the country. He's probably the best beginner. He's not the best greyhound. So not necessarily the best greyhounds win our big races. He, he puts himself into the contest and he's going to win a race like a Melbourne Cup and he's going to win another big race probably down the track yeah. because of his manners or his ability to jump and have a bit of a buffer on a hooked-on scotch. And that's the big question too. Sorry, George. Yeah. Are you preferring a dog that, um, like a striker light for you or an uphill deer or a whiskey riot now that jumps and leads and is a little bit vulnerable on the line? Or are you looking at a dog like hooked-on scotch who can jump, but his telltale signature is coming from behind? Like, what would you prefer? It I really, um, it's a big inner battle for me. Yeah, get, getting out and going is, is huge, isn't it, in this sport? He's got all the right habits. Uh, Gareth, whiskey riot, that's for sure uh, so yeah it's it's interesting uh, you're right he's, he's probably not the quickest in the country but he's almost served his apprenticeship running second in that Adelaide Cup and shootout didn't he yeah. so he not that you, you don't get handed group ones but uh, he certainly deserved to win it and um, how about Simon told Helen's run he went what was it 29.36 best of the night actually what did the, the speed star run 29.26 yep. I think Seneke uh, uh, ran um Sandown, we, we did something this week where his run between the first section and the second section was quicker than Fernando Bale uh, had ever gone at, at Sandown. Uh, no, uh, uh, that's Simon, Simon told, told Helen. Helen. Okay. Sort of missed the kick a little bit and still ran uh, 18.48 down the back. The track record to the back mark is 18.36, two lengths off the track record after missing the start. He's, if he learns how to jump that greyhound, uh, I just love the embarrassment of riches we've got at the moment. We've we got here, we've got Shimmer Shine, Seneke, Hooked on Scotch, Whiskey Ride. I mean, all these greyhounds are going to come together. Um, we're not looking too far forward, but the Tem Lee in February, oh my goodness, yeah. Yeah, I mentioned this a few times, that greyhound racing I don't think has been better placed with the coverage that it's getting, but it only can promote the sport when you've got superstars like the greyhounds that you mentioned and yep. every time they step out and the, and the heats and all that, it's, it's fascinating to watch. So can't wait for the next three or four months. RSN Central. 
with Gareth Hall. We've got a special guest coming up shortly, Molly. Looking forward to that. And that's Mark Johnson, who trains a greyhound by the name of Lockie's Legacy, who won its maiden there last night. Um, but this greyhound holds a special place in so many people's hearts in that part of the world. And this is Off the Leash with Gareth Hall, Georgie Ferruja and Molly Haynes. Let's talk about the bold trees and the mighty chaser, the greatest of all time, the goat of the staying ranks here in Australia, <laughs> the mighty Tornado Tears, who turned back the clock. He answered his knockers in the best way possible with a stunning victory at Group 1 level. Yeah, he did. Uh, he was great. And uh, I think it proved that um, even if Tornado Tears isn't at 100%, even 75 or 80, he was that much better than anything else in the last six to eight months that he's still good enough to win a group one. I mean, when we seen him get that run, we were sort of cheering him home all <laughs> uh, on the live broadcast. And, um, yeah, well done to Robbie Britton because, yeah, he's been under a little bit of pressure. I know Robbie doesn't wor- really worry about any pressure, but being worried about um, sort of his legacy going forward, and uh, I think that's put paid to it. Absolutely. Look, I, d- I couldn't have said it better myself. I think I, I enjoyed every second of watching Tornado Tears um, finish the line first on Friday night, and especially being on course and being able to cheer him him home. I, I think I could see the relief on Robbie's face when yeah. when yeah. things went well. And look, the dog's an out and out champion. Nothing's going to change that. And I just, I'm just very glad he's back in into this. I suppose into the the winner's circle. But how long for? We're not sure. But still, what a dog. What was it? Did he do everything right? Did he do things better than he did in the previous runs? Or did the breaks go his way, Georgie? Uh, no, I think he took a run at a critical time that he hadn't been taken yeah. uh, taking. So uh, I. We spoke to Robbie even a little bit off air uh, at Sandown and he said to me, George, I'm just not sure what he's going to do. Like, I mean, he said, I wouldn't trade him for any dog in the race because I still think he's the best stayer in the country. He said, but it's just the way he's been going. I understand why he's 650, but... um. Uh, it's just one of those things. Robbie's a, a gun trainer. There's no doubt. Half an hour later, he won a trip to Paris. Or yeah, no, I think York, 30 so. seconds later, he won the trip so, to yeah. Paris. Um, on the um, spend... on course, yeah. Don't tell me. Yeah, mm. while oh, they were parading, me. we were trying to commentate what that'll was happening. do me. And... I would have given it back, Robbie. <laughs> you win enough money, oh, the five thousand people have turned up <laughs> looking for a prize. He's just won the bold trees, and then he wins. When you're I hot, you're hot. Yeah, I would have. Re- I would if I was G Miller. I would have thought, oh, it's like the president. It's like your, the the best player winning um, the chook raffle. <laughs> Very Fair true. Enough. No, he's, he did say after that he was a bit too scared to um yeah. to go back into the grandstands because he thought he might have been um yeah been abused. Yeah. It's funny how it works, Gareth. And then later in the program, he I said you've got one in race ten, Rob. What do you think? He said, yeah, I think it's an each way chance. It was eighteen dollars fixed and five dollars a place. And me and Maddie got on it live on the on the OB, and um it ran second for us with no okay. third dividend. I mean, just sometimes <laughs> things work thing. out. Yeah. Now, this was a terrific story last night. Well, a heartwarming story anyway. Mark Johnson prepares a greyhound by the name of Lockie's Legacy. Now, Lockie's Legacy is a greyhound racing in the memory of a Ballarat footballer by the name of Lockie Poulter who lost his life at the end of a reserves game last year in the BFL. Towards the end of that game, he was a much-loved character in that part of the world and that community. And Mark Johnson, who trains Lockie's Legacy, won its first race there last night, joins us here on RSN Central. Mark, it's a, a very good afternoon to you. G'day, Gareth. How are you? Good, thanks, mate. How emotional was that last night? Um, if uh, that's a feeling winning a Group 1, that's uh, sensational. So, uh, no, it was a great feeling last night and uh, a bit of uh, bit of relief. To, uh, there's certainly been no pressure from the owners, but it was uh, really nice to get the monkey off the back and uh, for the family and uh, 
for the group. It was, uh, it was a great win. Now, Mark, I, I do want to re- rewind the clock a little bit too. I believe it was August when you took the Greyhound Lockie's Legacy down to Lockie's Legacy, um, the AFL, not the AFL, the football round down in Ballarat. You drove, what, nearly three and a half possibly hours to bring this dog down to meet all of Lockie's friends, family, but also just Lockie's Legacy's fans. Can you talk me through how special that was I suppose experiencing it, it was a little bit like a fanboy moment. Everyone, everyone just flocked to the dog. They knew who he was, and he just the dog just lapped it up like there was no tomorrow. Yeah, it was interesting, Molly. Going down, I thought, well, it was, I knew it was going to be a, a big day for the family, and obviously uh, his anniversary and the game itself. And I thought footy would be the focus. But uh, when I got there and got the dog out of the car, there was a uh, people knew who he was. People knew the kind of the details of his couple of races, his weight, and all that kind of stuff. So I was really, uh, I was kind of overwhelmed by. The, uh, the response and um, yeah, so it was it was really nice. It was a connection, and uh, yeah, we spent the day down. It was it was a privilege to be part of it. Mark, congratulations on on yesterday's result. What did you think Thanks in running? Boy. He actually began really nicely, and, and another greyhound that you train, Astro Lithology, uh, sort of sat behind it down the back. Were you worried that she was going <laughs> to do a number on him? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was George. Look, I um, he's. he's I sent him away a few weeks ago. I sent him up to Jason Formosa and he did a little bit of box work for me. And um, Jay said, look, he's never going to be a star out of the boxes, but he was just a bit nervy when we first got him and he's a bit more relaxed. So, um, yeah, I was comfortable. They were both drawn out wide, which I thought was a good spot, but yeah, he certainly pinned it last night. And once he got to the front, and, and I think the, the attribute that he's got is his strength. I think he's really going to be a lot better dog over a bit of distance. So um, he's got a great motor. And I thought once he got out in front, he was going to be hard to catch. But uh, if there's anyone who was going to catch him, it's going to look my little bitch. But, um, yeah, no, he prevailed. And, uh, and that was a great result for us. Did it surprise you what a, a greyhound could mean to so many people? Um, yeah, it, it does, Gareth. It's, um, I, I think you know, it's, it's, it's a really sad story, but something really good has come out of it. Yeah. And, and what his mum and dad and his family and... and all the guys around him have actually created, and uh, yeah, it's. I know you have an attachment to the dog, but this this guy every morning you kind of get up, and um, my dogs tend to kind of run out into the yards and let him out, but he runs to the end of the kennels and turns around and kind of comes back each morning, and yeah, it is something really special. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what it is if, if it's like you looking down above and kind of making sure that we do the right thing, but um, yeah, no, it's a, it's it's really it's nice to have a. a I think he's going to be a handy dog, and um, it's just nice to have a, a connection to to what the family's doing, and if I can contribute by winning a few races for him, well, that's a, that's a fantastic result yeah. for us. You sort of already touched on it, Mark. Are you going to sort of look to bring him uh, into town a little bit? His run home time yesterday suggests that, uh, as you said, that 500 shouldn't be too much of a worry. Yeah, I think so, George. I, I took him to stand down uh, the on the year, and he, he hurt himself, so I, uh, I backed off that. And I thought he's just a big, raw pup. Um, he's just really learning to gallop, and I think last night showed the first signs of him trying to really put that together, which was great, so... Um, I think definitely over uh, over 500 he's going to show uh, what he's all about. But we're just taking a time with him. I'm upset to the, the team. Look, let's just take it along gently and uh, see what we can do with him. Now, Mark, you're you're no stranger to training for um, training for syndications, I suppose we should call them. You've also got a couple of dogs with the Werribee Football Club in Bees on Fire, and I hope I get this right. She's the Bees Knees. Is that right? Correct. The the little blue Correct. bitch. Yep. How, how have yeah. you found that experience? I know um, I'm a part of the the group chat with the Werribee Football Club, and they they certainly get behind, but they're pr- they're pretty quick to um to go off the bandwagon when the dogs aren't going too well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's always two sides to it, Molly. But yeah, look, that that come about. Um, one of the uh, Cameron Wright called into the club at Warrigal one day and was looking to bring the dog over this side of town. <clears throat> um, 
Britons had had him at, at that stage and thought he, he just needed a bit of a change and maybe some shorter distances. And uh, Jerry O'Keefe was originally going to take him and he recommended that he come to my kennel, which um, I was wrapped about. And, uh, yeah, so Bees on Fire has been a great little dog for me. Um, when I first got him, I kind of looked at him from a coursing point of view and he, uh, he was good enough to win the Longwood and the Ballet Cups this year for me. So it was a great... Uh, a great fan of that cat, but um, he won at sale um, Sunday week ago. Um, so, yeah, no, he's, he's been a good little dog. He's won five for me, which has been nice. And, again, the, the story there, the boys are heavily tied up with the uh, Neil Danaher Foundation. So the proceeds of his wins go towards that, which is great. And then they've got a She's the Bee's Knees, which is, uh, again, has come from Angela Langton, a nice little beautifully bred bitch. But, um, yeah, again, she's just a bit immature. She's a bit small, but... Hopefully, once we get over a bit of ground, she'll, uh, she'll start to show some signs. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great connection. Um, the boys certainly tell you if you get it wrong, but uh, they tell you if you get it right, they're all, they're all and I think you. So that's uh, a nice, uh, nice touch. And I think that just proves, Mark, and I think all the three co's do it really well, but Greyhound Racing Victoria and the, the people in the Greyhound community should be so proud because there's so many of these stories like this that they're putting back into the community. They're making people feel better and uh, and they're using the sport in a, in a positive way, and it proves it's not just about the punt, that these greyhounds can light up someone's world. And um, I um, salute you, Mark. Job well done, and we appreciate you coming on here um, this morning on RSN Central. Good luck, uh, too. Thanks very much for having me. There we go. There's Mark Johnson. Don't forget, he's also a committee member there at the Warrigal Greyhound Club, and their heats... The cup heats are on the 3rd of January. Marty Fields will be at the Calcutta, and he is one of the most funniest men that I know. James Vandermark. Geez, he can get a gig. Can't he, James Vandermark, <laughs> yeah, these days with Chris Simons? Uh, the Ballarat Cup heats, they're not far away, and, of course, they are always after the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, they are. Uh, there was one year, only a couple of years ago, Aston DB won the Melbourne Cup and then backed it up winning a Ballarat Cup. Um, Slater did the same thing. Or oh, did he win a Melbourne no, Cup? No, he didn't, no. He, he was, I remember, gee, he was yeah. a good dog, Slater. Darren That's... Murray, when I was reporting for Win TV in Ballarat, I used to head out <laughs> to Darren Murray's because Slater was the greyhound um, that I knew. There was a greyhound that was a star there that, that won the Melbourne Cup and competed in a Ballarat Cup that year. Mm. It's about 12 years ago, so I'm showing my age. There. <laughs> we'll have a go. The, the good thing about this is, uh, obviously, Anthony has a party's um, said that Whiskey Wright will be going for the Ballarat Cup. You'd think Hooked on Scotch will be there. Yep. Hopefully, Shimmer Shine uh, will be yep. there as well. We'll see Simon Told Helen. I've got a feeling Shimmer Shine's having a little bit of time off. I spoke bit... to Dave Gleeson um, on Friday night at Sandown, and I believe that he's going to have a little bit of time off, and I suppose in preparation for the Australian Cup Carnival, just make sure he's A-OK. I yep. think they might even go for the Silver Chief. Yeah. Yeah. The Meadows, the, the age-restricted group one. So uh, even so, yeah, if we can see Simon told Helen and who told Stevie Absolutely. there after this. The only week. thing, we've got um, races in Brisbane too. Um, in no, early January, Yeah, right? no, yeah. Uh, in the oh, – isn't there something on Friday night? Um, no, now I've gone blank. I'm pretty sure that there's races – the summer Brisbane. carnival, yeah, I think um, there is too. We'll that, chase that up. Yeah, so I, I've got a feeling that because David Burnett's been up and had a bit of success in Brisbane, so it wouldn't surprise me if he heads that yeah. way with any of Well, I, th- I think um, Simon Told Helen might be the pre post favourite for that gold bullion race, the new one in January ah, yeah. um, at Albion Park. So, yeah, looking forward to that series. Now, Georgie, who wins the Devonport Cup? Stop line, $1. seventy. Yeah, I think stop line. I thought his heat run was very good. Raging Ralston is the track record holder at. at um, at Hobart, he's a, a terrific greyhound, but stop line's been very good for a long time. I think he should get the sit there and, and be very hard to beat. All right, mate. Um, I think we're going to 12.34, and then Racing Pulse Tasmania will be after that, so we can continue on. We don't have any bigger bets, really, do we? 
Yeah, we do. Oh, we, do we? Yeah, we do. We had a winners right. of grinners at fifteen thousand dollars at a dollar forty on Ultimate Bling um, to play second at Ballarat, um, and then nine thousand dollars at a dollar forty on a special Elise to place at Bendigo. Who won? Yeah, and then better luck next time. Fifteen thousand dollars was put on at a dollar twenty-two on Breakout to place at Geelong. Unfortunately, finished seventh, and then there was ten thousand put on at two dollars seventy on Dinah Bonnet at, um, at Sale, who finished. Third, and then round of applause. Your fa- yes. your favourite, Gareth. There was five hundred put on at eleven on Senior Diego at Bendigo, and then four hundred put on at twenty three at Shailen Dino at Sandown. Okay. So they're not bad to to no, round out the week. No, and and just a quick one too, Gareth. The, the, yep. A lot of the stayers will be um, starting to prepare themselves for the Sale Cup, of course, which uh, kicks off. Is that uh, a stays? Right? It's in between yeah, the sprinter and the stays. Yeah, yeah, six fifty. Um, yeah, so the heats, I think, are on the 19th. The final is on Boxing Day on the 26th. Yes. Um, be interesting to see Tornado Tears down there. I think Kessler Bale, after his win in the uh, Sir John Dillon, We might will be even see down. your boy, Big Bad True Detective. Yeah, hopefully Bosco heads down. That's going to be a pretty uh, cracking series. Uh, be interesting to see if some of the interstate greyhounds uh, make the trek down as how, well. How much is that worth, the Sale Cup? 75000 yeah. to, to the winner. winner. I would yeah. love to see Hooked on Scotch v Tornado Tears match race over the 690. <laughs> I doubt it. 650, yeah. 650, who would win? <laughs> because you always say that you would love to see runner uh, Hooked on Scotch over, over more of a trip, yeah. the 600. Yeah, don't because think he's quite he's... there yet. The 650 yeah. is a gruelling run. It's sort of more for a staying journey, even though it is close to, you know, a 595 or a 600. Um, we've seen Fanner Bale even get run down there one yeah, year by absolutely. Dundee Osprey. I think. Yep. Oh, no, sorry, no, Quick Jagger. Um, yeah. So, WA star. Yeah, mm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough race. Uh, they get a huge crowd there at Sale for Do you know, Boxing Day. Sale Cup on Boxing Day is the best country cup I've ever been to. It, wow. is, it is a hard drive, yeah. I'll tell you that from Geelong, but it is worth it. There are so many people there. But what I love, it's a young crowd. And I think everyone, it just seems like everyone's come back from, say they're living in Melbourne, they've come back to Sale to spend time with the fam and they decide on Boxing Day just to um, go down to Sale well, they and, keep, they keep and going have on a with few. It. Yeah, they just keep <laughs> Going on with it from Christmas Day. Sounds good. It's always, well, I've never been to the Sale Greyhounds, but every time someone crosses to them on a Sunday night, you can hear the the, the amount of people having fun. They must do a, do a wonderful job in getting people there with functions and having organised events and all that there at Sale. Also, uh, just quickly on the national draft. Um, How are we going, RSN yeah, yeah, RSN's going gangbusters. Yep. The, um, the number one draft pick um, will start his education in the next month. So we're going to start rolling and seeing some of these greyhounds. How go. many spots left? RSN Central. Not too many. No. We're going to get in pretty quick. Yep. $1,200, 2%, three greyhounds, three superstars that will be competing. Probably not this time next year for a Melbourne Cup. Maybe two years' time. <laughs> but so you'll be getting don't free haircuts from I'm not Ian laughing, mate. Yeah. I just... Um, yeah. How we, I, we need to get Ian Garland in the studio, the team. I spoke to Ian on the weekend, but I didn't mention the free haircut stuff. No. But we need to. Is he happy to, to be part it. of our team, Ian Garland? I'm sure, he will be. I, yeah. I'd think he would be. And what absolutely. about Maddie Lanigan, the king of the the uh, the Murray there at Swan Hill? Absolutely, what a one-two <laughs> punch with Ange. Yes, I'll tell you what, if Ange can celebrate and kick home our greyhounds like she did there on Friday night, I'll tell you what, we're in a good spot here with the RSN team. She's done well for us. She's um, good at drawing a box too. She's got box one with Wallbanger at Ballarat tomorrow, so uh, keep going, I was going, with Ange. Brad Shepard at Ascot there when you got rolled. Oh, at, yeah. uh, at the Meadows, he, yeah. He tipped it to half the bar there and he was <laughs> devastated. <laughs> thank you, Georgie. Thank you, Molly. Thank you. Thank you. And we're backing stop line at $1.70 in the Devonport Cup.